Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Herbal Hour podcast. We have two guests today. Their names are Chelsea Benjamin and Jenny Affen of Back to Broth, which is a local to Portland, Oregon broth company. They mix in different herbs, delicious stocks, love these broths. So this week we are talking about nutrition. They're both graduates from the Masters of Nutrition program here at NUNM. We talk about the spiritual side of food. We talk about bone broth, what's so good about it, what the healing benefits can be. And we even touch on some astrology and mysticism. I really love this episode, had a very light mood. And we touched on a lot of great topics from fasting therapies, how to have a healthy relationship to food from uh, students that went through the nutrition program and actually had a revolution in thought by the time they got to the end of it. I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the Herbal Hour podcast with the local Portland company, Back to Broth. Welcome to the Herbal Hour podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you guys for, uh, thank you guys for coming. Uh, I've heard a lot about what you've been doing with broth, kind of shaking up the broth world. Uh, so, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> yeah. So can you uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into it? Totally. Um, well, I'm Jenny. And I'm Chelsea. We met at NUNM, Paula, OG school, (laughs) and essentially we met there at our program for nutrition. Mm -hmm. And Chelsea says that we talked about broth early on, but I don't remember. Oh, it was like one of our first conversations, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping track. So, how'd you guys meet each other, and what made you like want to start this business together? Um, we just became good friends in our program and just kind of, I describe it as we just speak the same soul language and, um, I think that our program really set us up for more clinical nutrition and Mm -hmm. I know Jenny and I both didn't necessarily feel called to that when we were kind of having that like six month before graduation life crisis of like, what are you going to be doing? And, um, broth felt like something tangible Mm -hmm. that we could bring to the community and really implement these food as medicine principles. Um, yeah. 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 I feel like, um, I remember distinctly like after the first year going through, you know, the more science-based classes Mm -hmm. and just, not resonating, but knowing I had to take those classes because mm-hmm. to graduate and meeting Chelsea, we were both really into mindful and intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a whale and I'm a dolphin. <laughs> it's true. So. What is what does that mean? <laughs> For anyone who's offended by that, <laughs> a whale or a dolphin. Um, Spirit animals. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we come from the same pod. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just yeah. beans in the same pod? Yeah. We intermingled our pods. Yeah, we did. We did. And I think, you. I mean, throughout this conversation, you'll probably find that, like, we're pretty out there as far as mystical, witchy, woo-woo, hippie mm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when we found, when we came together for this idea that's, like, this very ma- tangible 3D material thing in this reality Mm -hmm. for some reason at least for me like once I was able to funnel in my energy and my focus into this object this product Mm -hmm. it just felt so much more natural Mm -hmm. so when she asked me to like partner up I at first was like a little logically I was like no I want to do everything by myself (laughs) but then I felt it in my body a weight lift and Mm -hmm. so I just took note of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a lot of power in partnership Mm -hmm. Um, yeah 
thank God yeah. you're here. Yeah. It helps so much for people who are trying to start something up to have somebody who counterbalances maybe some aspects that you're not good at, that mm-hmm. they're good at. That makes for like oh, totally. great success. Even just someone to balance your like self-doubt off of, you know, mm. like just to have, like work through these things together. And Jenny and I always talk about how this has been one of the most spiritual journeys of our lives, mm-hmm. just starting a business. Oh my gosh, yes. Just has challenged so yeah. much about mm-hmm. just our ego and our money stories and self-worth mm-hmm. and what we're capable of mm-hmm. and really forcing us to push ourselves in that way. So having someone there to support you through that process has been huge. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm just really grateful that we do speak the same soul language and we're very similar in a lot of ways, but we're also like, we complement each other really well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could work with a partner who was entirely different than me. Yeah. Mm. So we do complement each other really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've experienced that too, as far as like noticing how we are able to do that in situations like working at a music festival or like, you know, going to farmer's markets and you know, whatever it may be. I always feel like we have this like unspoken connection as far as like what we both want yeah and I feel like that's really rare to find in a business partner yeah for sure (laughs) sure. so what inspired bone broth specifically yeah Um, did I talk to you about it first yeah like you definitely had more of the bone broth and yeah in okay and yeah I kind of rode that wave with you the broth wave (laughs) she's like let me get on that broth wave it's a delicious wave (laughs) it's delicious coming to your uh, local town yeah exactly (laughs) um but for me the broth started when I lived in LA Mm. and I was learning about healing my autoimmune condition Mm -hmm. with food and I remember going on a Facebook group one day and this one woman was talking about her journey with her broth and how it had helped heal her leaky gut. Um, and just how she, and, and now she actually has this huge broth business. This was about like five years ago. So mm-hmm. I was initially inspired by her and I was getting broth from her. And then when I moved back to Oregon, I was a vegan. Mm. So and you know, twist. <laughs> yeah, I was a vegan. So I was making veggie broths and mm. all that. Just no rhyme or reason even, just like wanting to get gentle nutrition. Mm. And then I started school, and then um, I, I, within the nutrition program, had it, had myself be inspired to eat meat, meat again. Which and is actually super common in our cohort. Oh my gosh, it happened to so many people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not something that's, like, often talked about, the fact that no. certain yeah. people, like, they do very poorly without some mm-hmm. kind of animal products in their body. All sorts of weird stuff mm-hmm. starts happening. Oh my gosh. Definitely. Oh yeah, the, the day I decided to eat meat again, I ate a, I ate a whole rotisserie chicken. Oh wow. <laughs> I was ready. That's so bad. That's what's up. <laughs> I was yeah. ready. I was like, this is going down. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting. Yeah. My body needs this. Um, and that was part of the journey of, like, mindful and intuitive eating, too. And were you okay after you ate the whole chicken? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. People... <laughs> like, I was tend- driving. <laughs> people tend to be, like, afraid, like, if they've uh, been eating, like, vegetarian for a long time, like, they're afraid that they'll get some kind of, like, issues if they suddenly mm. start eating meat. Right. But, like, I didn't notice that either. I, I went vegetarian just, like, suddenly after eating, like maybe meet three times a day Mm. and all sorts of weird stuff started happening to me Mm. like my hair started falling out my nails were all sorts of messed up 
And I tend to do things like really extreme. So it was just like really all meat to like no meat yeah, whatsoever. Just like this. Yeah. Um, but when I kind of brought back like fish and all that, now I eat meat and mm-hmm. I feel a lot better to be honest. But yeah. I think that's really yeah. to the individual. And I think everyone has to find their own uh, diet, what Absolutely. works for them. And we Absolutely. can definitely talk like, more about that because totally. you guys are kind of the nutrition masters, <laughs> literally speaking. Because <laughs> you have a master's degree in nutrition. That's so true. Yes, yeah. um, and what I was saying before I lose my train of thought, um, I made the logo for Back to Broth, like, within, I think it was, like, the first six months of school, and I was just, play, like, playing around on Canva, and just, like, I wanted, thinking about this idea, it just came to me one day, and I just was like, I'm just gonna make a logo, and then it wasn't until almost a year later when Chelsea approached me. It was almost like things don't necessarily happen in a linear fashion, mm-hmm. especially like the creative expression. Mm. And so it was like some, you know, the broth gods. We definitely have broth gods. We go- have broth like, gods. Oh, they're so real. <laughs> they're so real. Do they have names? Have you named them yet? Or I just see it as a large no, yeah. broth tsunami wave mm-hmm. being like, oh, you thought. Right. It's like many hands, but they speak in one voice. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're really working through us. Yeah, Honestly, true. like. We feel like we're conduits for broth. <laughs> that is the way to do it if yeah. you're going to do it. Yeah, that's what we think. So I wanted to get into kind of a like food ceremony or broth ceremony. Yeah. I know you guys had this excellent workshop that I was also at. Um, and you did this kind of ritual for getting mm-hmm. people in connection with their food. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to invite anybody who's listening or watching to maybe... Grab some delicious tea or some soup or some food or some back to broth broth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and join us in that. So you guys can Great. guide us through that journey. Cool. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So let's just arrive and settle into our bodies. You can go ahead and close your eyes. Um, if you're operating heavy machinery or driving. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. <laughs> Please keep your eyes open. <laughs> Keep one eye open, at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, So just start to notice your breath in through your nose and out through your nose. And just send your breath to any part of your body that needs a little extra love. Maybe that's your hips. Maybe you need to breathe into your heart space. Wherever it may be, just send your breath there. And we'll go ahead and take three collective breaths together in through the nose and out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth, last one, in through your nose, and out through your mouth. And go ahead and open your eyes. And if you have your beverage in your cup, go ahead, bring it closer to you. And let us just start to experience the smells, the textures, looking at your tea, 
what do you see? And just start to fully be present with this moment and the nourishment in front of you. So for our broth ceremonies, we really like to express gratitudes because we truly believe that gratitude is a great way to infuse the broth, infuse your life with higher vibrations. And we truly believe that the energy you put around your food makes a huge difference. Mm. So I will say our broth blessing, and then after that, we may sip. Okay. And if you feel called, please repeat the blessing within your heart. And just take a clearing breath again. I honor and respect the earth. I honor and respect the living beings. I honor and respect myself. Beautiful and powerful. Thank you. So we are drinking a lovely tea. Show the people. It's so good. <laughs> made from uh, passion flower, lemon balm, lavender, and jasmine green tea. So nice. To soothe the spirits. Yeah. But also caffeinate your soul a little bit. Because <laughs> we all need a little bit of caffeination. Much needed. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was just kind of like a little in introduction to what mm -hmm. our moth ceremonies are. They've really been inspired by other cultures, tea ceremonies, and we were just mm. like, we should create a broth ceremony. And <laughs> yeah, we just made it up. <laughs> we totally made it up. And every time it's a little bit different, but um, we've been hosting them once a month, last Thursday of the month, mm -hmm. and it's um, an accessible way to access our broth. It's just donation-based, and mm. um, we sit in circle and have usually like 10 to 15 people there and mm -hmm. really drop in and express gratitude. We have a pouring ritual that kind of honors filling up our own cup and then taking care of one another and um yeah it's always super wholesome and connecting and people are vulnerable and yeah it's just a I think it's a really powerful way to experience yeah. our broth and hopefully take that with you and your relationship with food and self yeah moving forward, yeah so. our last uh, ceremony we had about 10 people who it was their first mm -hmm. and that was really exciting and there was two children these two girls and it was just so heartwarming yeah. um and I think after that one ceremony one thing that we really realized too is just people really just want to gather in mm. general mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm. know like because the broth wasn't fully warm like yeah. just things weren't working you know like on <laughs> our end where we're like this isn't like what we thought could have been yeah maybe like the most seamless ceremony people loved it otherwise because yeah. it was just the whole act of just yeah. gathering in community and dropping in and being present. I think space. that's something that we, uh, a lot of people yearn for in yeah. these times is having like a community that they're part of mm -hmm. that has some kind of greater meaning to them. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, how does spirituality relate to broth making mm -hmm. and nutrition? Like yeah. what's the link between food and spirit? That's a broth god question, and we yeah. are here to channel the answer. All right. I want to see what the, what the broth gods are thinking. Uh, um, 
Yeah, that's, that's a big question. That's a very powerful question. Um, I would say, I mean, there's lots of links from like, you know, food is how we nourish our physical bodies, but I think it's definitely also how we, we're nourishing our spirits energetically, at least one way to one path for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're definitely, um, the way that we make our broth is very intentional and magical in the, in the regard of like the energy around it is really important to us. So, um, yeah, I've definitely saged batches mm. before and just sent healing energy to it. Yeah. Um, we had a customer who was going through, she had cancer and she was getting weekly broth and she asked us actually to, you know, be extra magical witchy with the, with the batches. Mm-hmm. So we like always had our crystals out, mm-hmm. always made sure good music was on. Our, through our straining process. Yeah. yeah. We always have certain yeah. types of music and... Yeah, and I think another side of the spirituality that might be a little bit more tangible for people and that we get to experience at farmer's markets a lot or just like in-person events uh, when people try a broth for the first time, it's like they have a full body reaction. And, you know, for us to have, I mean, I instead of written testimonials, I would love to have video testimonials mm-hmm. because when it the just, broth hits. when the broth hits you <laughs> for that first time, yeah. just that sounds like, like a meme. It yeah. is that yeah. feeling when the broth hits. Oh, yeah, have you guys made memes of that yet? Well, she has a picture of. Yeah. Oh, you guys got to get yeah. on that. Of one of the oh the kids, <laughs> the kids. She, yeah, I work at a preschool part time, and I brought yeah. the broth to one of yeah. the kids, and yeah, his face. Is his hilarious. face was like that feeling when the broth hits. Yeah, <laughs> big mood. Um. It's just, yeah, that full body reaction. Mm. And so in that moment, what I'm experiencing from their their experience is broth is such an ancient food um, throughout many cultures and, and times and centuries. Yeah. And really what I think what's happening, even on a, like a cellular DNA level, is that people are connecting with their ancestors. They're remembering. Yeah. And remembering, like, mm-hmm. this feels so good. Mm-hmm. Because it's such an ancient food that yeah. was, has been around at the center of the hearth of people's food systems and villages. So, I, to me, that's where I really think people are getting or invoking that feeling from. Yeah. It mm. feels familiar for people, and it feels like home. We've heard mm-hmm. that a lot. Um yeah, yeah, that's definitely mm. a big part of it. Yeah, the spiritual aspect of like food and medicines mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. In the uh, Tibetan tradition, they they pray and do the medicine Buddha uh, like mantra over all of their medicines mm-hmm. that they make, and they really believe that without that, the medicine is not activated. Mm-hmm. So if you have like oh, a okay. herbal tincture or like a tea, if you don't like really pray over it, you're missing a lot of the benefits. Yeah. And I think we we live in a culture that's very kind of materialistic and Mm -hmm. superficial sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand the mystery of what it is, but I have noticed so much benefit of just like praying over food or doing like Reiki over food Mm -hmm. or even um, doing like medicine Buddha chants when I make, uh, when I make like tinctures like this. (laughs) Product placement. (laughs) So yeah, I've been, I've been working with making herbal uh, tinctures and I really believe that there's, if you're going to make, 
a medicine or healing product for people, you really should be very mindful because we don't really understand the spiritual energies that come in. Like we might be bringing our stress Mm -hmm. and everything into it. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that's happened because, you know, we make home batches sometimes and Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't control it. We both live with roommates and just like, Mm -hmm. if there's other energy around, like you can taste the difference. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's real. Yeah, it is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just kind of going off that, that's like our whole motto is about sipping slow. Mm-hmm. And like we really would love for people to do that broth blessing that Jenny led us through before because I think it really does like charge up mm. our broth. And, Definitely. Yeah. And just doing a blessing and, you know, in a way saying grace, right? It yeah. allows you to take a breath in. And on the nutritional side of that is, and the scientific side of that is that you're calming your body, preparing it to, you know, that cephalic phase of digestion mm. that mm-hmm. happens before you even eat food. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we started school, Shannon, we were just learning about those basic concepts of digestion. And one thing she implemented was just eating slower. Mm-hmm. And she just, with her own experience, was like, I feel so much better. And she didn't change diet Mm -hmm. so it's even things like that that have been so ingrained like we move at such a fast pace I I myself eat so fast I have to always be aware of that yeah yeah rest and digest you know yeah be in that in that mode and you're actually assimilating more nutrients Mm -hmm. too on a scientific level that's a that's that's huge uh, food mindfulness Mm -hmm. because as you were saying like that cephalic phase or that uh, parasympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. we uh, typically just like eat tons of food like we might be like watching something on like netflix i know i i fall prey to that yeah mm-hmm. and it seems that it really affects your digestion because it's like if you're in like this like stressful situation your body kind of brings your resources you know to mm-hmm. your muscles and Absolutely. to get any ready but you know Absolutely. it's like we don't even get the nutrition that we eat so some people i feel like there's a lot of reasons why people eat healthy but they don't really receive the benefits from it. It's I've so noticed. True. Yeah, I know. I've heard that it's not you are what you eat; it's you are what you assimilate. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's right. so true. Though. That's way more accurate too, mm-hmm. because if you're like not giving that proper space for your uh, body to actually digest it, you don't mm-hmm. get all that assimilation. Right. Or if you have like gut issues, then mm-hmm. you can eat all the vegetables you want, but if you're not absorbing the vitamins, oh, right. then yeah. like you know, exactly. so it's yeah. there's much much to go into uh, nutrition layers. on that level. Yeah. Yeah, layers. There's, there's layers to this game. There yes. are many layers. Many. Like Up I, your food game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I Be experienced mindful. that yeah. as far as hitting a wall with like, I went through this period of feeling like I was healed my leaky gut or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And uh, like a year into that journey, I tried to do this same um the same 10-day elimination diet that had these supplements with it that worked amazingly the year before. All my autoimmune symptoms went away. So I was so excited to do it again. I was like, all I got to do is do this thing, and it'll be fine. <laughs> and I did it, and I didn't assimilate any of the nutrients. Or it just went right through me. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh, hmm, there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. So what can people do to help improve their digestion, help them, like, assimilate more? Like, what are your go-tos? Drink bone broth. <laughs> Drink bone broth. All right, let's get into it. Why? Yeah. You know, I don't really know too much about bone broth other than it's delicious. It has mm-hmm. tons of collagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's pretty high in protein as well and other nutrients. Yeah, so definitely collagen is the main, the main thing that 
uh, people are drinking bone broth for, but other amino acids um, such as glycine, glutamine, proline, and alanine are the main four. Um, and also just vitamins and minerals. And we also add lots of medicinal herbs and veggies, so we really like our yeah. broths are pretty loaded in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so collagen, this is a fun fact I recently learned, it comes from the Greek root, uh, the word, the Greek word kala, which means the glue that holds mm. things together. So mm-hmm. if you're just thinking about that on a body level, like this is the glue that's holding our tissue together. And that's why the effects are so systemic throughout the body. Like mm-hmm. we say it's liquid gold because it, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like immune system benefits, nervous system benefits, digestive system benefits, musculoskeletal system mm-hmm. benefits, skin, hair, nails. Yeah. So it's really like working on such a whole system body. Mm. Yeah. Do you get like nutrients that are in, you know, meats and animal products out of the bone broth? Like for people who maybe don't eat meat at all, mm. but occasionally drink bone broth because they feel yeah, like they're definitely. like deficient. Yeah. It's actually yeah. one of the things that we've heard a lot of people who are vegetarian, um, especially from like their Chinese medicine doctor or acupuncturist will say that if anything, thing, like yeah. you should at least ha- be having mm. broth because it's a blood build- builder mm-hmm. and helps to sustain. That some. makes sense, right? The bone mm-hmm. marrow inside bones mm-hmm. and like that's yeah. what builds blood actually yeah. in our yeah. bodies. Yeah. So we're like the one gateway drug yeah yes that's a good kind of drug to do. <laughs> exactly. bone broth leads you to like meditation yeah. and like yoga and yeah. then before you know it like it's you're happy cult, or something honestly. it's pretty nice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i also wanted to add too on that note because my mom wanted me to say this um, <laughs> hey, mom. shout out hey mom i'm saying it but it's actually really important <laughs> Is she got a colonoscopy? Mm-hmm. And she loves this story. She loves this story. <laughs> and Telling everyone about it. You know, you, you can't have the solids the day before or something, only liquids. And yeah. so she had. And they flush you out with all sorts of fluids. flush you out. Fluids and, and she had our yeah. broth the day before and she thought she was, you know, she wasn't looking forward to the colonoscopy mm-hmm. because of that. And she said it was a lifesaver. Yeah. And mm. yeah, she's all clear. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It was the broth that did it. <laughs> it was the broth that did it. Um, but yeah, it honestly is an elixir for life. Like mm. it just has so many healing benefits. And one thing that I think people are starting, and it's it's has a it's become a resurgence in the food environment now because it's been around for a long time. Right. I think what people are identifying now are all these benefits and just being more open and aware to that healing mm-hmm. um, and just learning more about it mm-hmm. because a lot of people will come to us and be like, I've never had broth before. and I, I, But really, I'm pretty sure you have. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, it's, it's really, uh, there's a lot of traditions that do like bone broth. They might not call it that. Like, yeah, across in, every culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in, in Ukrainian culture, we make this kind of... Uh, like soup where you like boil the bone broth and then you let it cool and it makes this kind of like gelatin mm-hmm. and they put like meat and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's called a holodets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it? Holodets in Ukrainian. Holodets, yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's like a, like a savory meaty jello. Wow. Uh, and it's got tons of collagen, obviously. Meat jello. Meat jello. Yeah. That's what we call it sometimes. Yeah. Does it, does your broth, like when it gets oh. really cold, does it kind of like. Oh, it jiggles. Does it jiggle? It jiggles. Do you yeah. like to, do you, do you like heat it up when it jiggles or. <laughs> <laughs> 
we just, Sorry, we're becoming inappropriate. No, no, this is not love, safe for work. We love that jiggle. Yeah, our, well, that's another one of our yeah. slogans. We love that jiggle. Yeah. We love it's that. like a body positive. Everyone loves like, that jiggle. Yeah. Collagen yeah. positive. <laughs> you know, I'm collagen positive, yeah. broth positive <laughs> lifestyle. Local. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what are the ancient traditions that you guys have kind of learned about and draw from? Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the tradition of broth? Yeah, I think one thing that we really like to share with people is um, in Europe, I think it was the 18th century. Don't quote me on this, but I read it out of a book. So I know it's it's true. It's probably truer than the internet, at least. (laughs) Um, This man was, I forgot his name. I think it was something starts with a B. Anyways. He was serving soups and broths to people, and he essentially created the first restaurant. And the word restaurant actually means to restore. Mm. And the first restaurant was serving broth, basically. And that's kind of like where the whole restaurant became and started from, was that this man who wanted to like help heal people's stomachs and their ailments with their stomach mm-hmm. um, t- created this based off of broth. And to that, like, for that reason alone, like, there's just so much rooted within society and just, like, culture as far as, like, restaurants go, but Mm -hmm. also, like, the word restaurant means to restore Mm -hmm. and just how much meaning that has. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, also just thinking about how resourceful broth is, you know, where you really, um, you know, we use the parts of the animal that would otherwise be discarded and that's Mm. been happening for hundreds of years you know Mm -hmm. you just have this stockpot going at all times you're adding in your vegetable scraps your things the things you're not using um and just yeah really using the whole animal and like honoring that which is just more of a you know indigenous Mm -hmm. uh traditional way of thinking about food uh rather than this modern world that has a lot of food waste and just Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah, so that's, I think that that's a big part of the tradition as well. Yeah, we use the heads, the feet, necks, carcasses. Mm-hmm. And we've had some really interesting experiences, like processing parts. Oh. <laughs> Do <laughs> tell. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. No, yeah. Just like flying. Flying chicken, chicken parts. And yeah, she sent me a picture once of like two chicken feet holding hands. <laughs> it was like really tender. <laughs> Oh, wow. So special. Yeah. Special, special broth. Like, even in death, Friendship you know? broth. Even in death. Coming soon. Death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's still, there's, there's still, you know, there's a part of us that, even in those moments, though, when we're, like, you know, laughing about the chicken feet, like, there is a part of it that needs this lesson of, like, we have become so desensitized mm. Um, to certain parts of the like food processing, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no. very like, removed from like how it actually gets right. made. Like we just get the ready-made food, right? We don't see it like you don't think alive that the chicken actually has then, a head or feet, yeah, or a life or a life. That was deep. That yeah. was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, or yeah. life. And we went to our farm once when they were doing. It was slaughter day, mm. and he saw things we could never unsee. Yeah, and he was like, "Do you guys want to come back here?" And yep. I was like, "Yes, yeah. I think." No, but I really do want to see that. Um, I guess you kind of gotta right because yeah. you gotta know like what you're yeah, doing what and doing. understand it. And yeah, definitely. and there was you know it was blood everywhere. The chickens were hanging upside down. Mm. They were doing this sort of like bloodletting. Um, system where it was only eight chickens at a time and 
Yeah, it was a lot to take in. And I So is that how they kill the chickens? They just like hang them upside down and I think they were yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. So, yeah. It is. <laughs> that sounds actually kinda of horrific. Uh slightly. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was made into delicious broth. Right. Yeah. So and, yeah. The chickens and, have been redeemed. And that's like such a to me powerful part of this the whole process. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just death in general. Like how they their lives you know, whenever I'm processing too, or like stirring the pot, I'm, or like putting the parts in the pot, I'm always just saying thank you for living, mm-hmm. like thank you for this nourishment to the to the chicken heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like thank you for this because mm-hmm. you died for us to keep on living, mm-hmm. and this cycle that's just so. I mean, it's the cycle of life, mm-hmm. and I think in today's world, especially in the Western society. People want to talk as if death doesn't exist, right? Mm. And it's a very natural part of life, and the ways that we can honor it, right? And like use it to help heal other people. I think that's really special. Definitely, yeah. yeah that's definitely felt in our food system too. People mm-hmm. don't want to actually think about the animals, right? That's mm. coming from. Yeah. There's uh, the saying within the like Hindu tradition um, that food is God. That when you eat mm. food, you're actually eating God. And that's actually interesting mm. because the Christianity mm-hmm. took a lot of those ideas. Because in, um, you know, that ritual ceremony where you're eating, you know, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Yeah. That's how it connects to food with, uh, for me, uh, spirituality mm-hmm. and food is that food is life. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever fasted for a long period of time you understand actually how much life it is. That, yeah. mm-hmm. um, if you don't eat food for a couple of days, you really suffer on like a deep level and oh, you definitely. understand what people who don't have food feel like mm-hmm. and it's very bad. And it just reminds mm-hmm. me um, to be very appreciative because everything that we have now, I've, I feel grateful that we're able to you know continue on. Yeah. And certain... People, they have their uh, spiritual beliefs that you shouldn't eat meat or they have ethical concerns. Uh, mm-hmm. The farming industry yeah. certainly is pretty yeah. egregious. Yeah. Um, yeah. But plants are alive too. Like you mm-hmm. kill plants to eat. So like unless you're just eating fruits, you're taking life to continue living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and eating just uh you know fructose is maybe not the most advisable thing i've seen some interesting uh, cases fruitarians yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of become a little bit of like a health craze certain people but i've also seen what the results of that are for certain people Mm -hmm. that yeah we're kind of meant to get a range of things in our diet yeah yeah and you brought up an interesting point there just thinking about the quality of the animals that we are consuming Mm because i think that's a really really big part of both of our um, just values around food, um, you know, we're we're sourcing our chicken from the most, the happiest little fart chicken yeah. farm that ever and was. And the family that runs it, they're just the most wholesome, full of so much integrity that, yeah. like, it honestly makes me emotional to think about how we're forging this relationship with them and like able to, to source our chickens from such a beautiful farm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like the reality of our food system is that a lot of the meat products that we see are not coming from a place like that. And that's where it does get difficult because it's not just about like, oh, like eating meat or not. It's really about the quality of the quality of how it was raised. (coughs) Exactly. Yeah, whether it's loaded full of hormones, whether it's 
grass-fed, yeah. how fresh it is, exactly. how you cook it. I mean, yeah. if you deep fry your meat, it's way different than like grilling it or, right. or you know, pan frying it or baking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting conversation, especially within the nutrition world. Cause I know, yeah. uh, especially in the nutrition program and also in the naturopathic program, mm-hmm. people have very specific diets that mm-hmm. they follow. Mm-hmm. And I was interested in seeing what diets you guys follow. Mm-hmm. If you have any like restrictions, any things you like to do, any <laughs> cheat things that you like to do yeah. and things like that. Um, it's, Jenny's like, I've been eating donuts right. for the past 30 days. It's funny because I feel like both of us, like, I don't know. We, neither of us have a lot of food rules. And I think that's been, especially for me, just, I'm just like stepping away from this like restrictive mentality mm-hmm. around yeah. food and um, just realizing how, the damage that I was actually having on my body mm. and um so I really I really take more of an intuitive eating lens around food however I also you know at this point kind of like really trust and know what's best for my body and I realized recently that I feel like I eat like royalty like I <laughs> That's like, great. really like these like rich like umami like deep like meaty flavors and then like dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know I throw in like veggies and stuff in there too yeah. but yeah I guess it's like slightly more of like a paleo lens mm. but I definitely like bread a lot so yeah. I um yeah I don't really yeah. have a specific diet other than my diet is my, royalty my queen diet <laughs> <laughs> what That's, that could be pretty liberating I for some people really like people it. who study that. nutrition yeah. don't have any restricted diets because you guys yeah. have probably noticed that like being overly conscious of your food oh my can actually have like the exact effect yeah. you're trying to avoid because if you're stressed yeah. out, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're just eating broccoli all day. Like Absolutely. you're not, yeah. you can't be healthy if your mind's not healthy, and, and if I, you're having yeah. you know a panic attack every time you get wheat in your food. I right. was experiencing so, that sure. with my autoimmunity, and really, I was restrictive for a good almost year of just no. I was also vegan. <laughs> there was a lot going on vegan, no dairy, no gluten. And every time, I think the hardest part for me, which is, it's, it's fun. It's like really interesting to reflect on this right now, but like the hardest part for me doing that was going to friends' houses or going to like the person I was dating at the time, their family's house and like their family being like, would you like some of this? And it's like lasagna. Mm. And I just would be like, yeah. And I just felt like I couldn't say no. Yeah. You know? There's something to that, too. Yeah. And there's just mm-hmm. this moment where I kind of felt like I was that moment of, like, not fully honoring what I was trying to do kind of got, it was just, like, stacking upon itself. It's, like, in, inward internal stress as mm-hmm. far as, like, mm-hmm. that internal environment. Yeah. And then there's that part of, like... I want eat, food is such an integral part of just humans relating and connection, and so I didn't want to miss out. I just felt like saying no. I would miss out on that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually a saying in the Bible from uh, Jesus. He says, "If you go into someone's house and they offer you food, that you should eat it." See, Jesus mm. said it, and that's actually how. Um, <laughs> that's real. there's like um, apocryphal, possibly true story about uh, the Buddha that he, one of the ways that he died 
is that he came into a house and they offered him food, but it was like spoiled. But he st- he knew it was spoiled and he still ate it and wow. he died from it. <laughs> wow. So that's like, I don't know if that's true. It sounds more yeah. of it's like a metaphorical story. Yeah. yeah. And I think what it's pointing to is that idea of that there's like a greater spiritual um, mm-hmm. force at work that mm-hmm. maybe if you have the right mindset towards your food, like yeah. even like eating a donut could be healing for exactly. you. Absolutely. And like we just exactly. think of it as like, we think of foods as good and bad, but yeah, that's right. not true at it's all. There's no good or bad foods. Yeah, and no. I think even when I say things like food is medicine, it can kind of get warped into this, like, functional nutrition lens. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, what are the exact right things to eat so that it could be, like, medicine for my body? Mm-hmm. But I really think of it personally as, like, there's also, like, soul medicine mm-hmm. in certain foods, and part of it is the experience of eating, too, and gathering mm. together. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's just so much more to food than the nutrients itself. Yeah. Yeah, I've really yeah. come to a place where, because, yeah, the food as medicine doesn't fully resonate with me anymore. Good and bad don't resonate with me. Um, right now, what I've really noticed as far as what helps me is just to eat in a way that's harmonious with my current mm. state mentally, emotionally, and physically. That, like you said, maybe it is a donut, and that's going to bring harmony. Or maybe, I, and that's where, like, that very mindful, intuitive eating starts to come into play, because the more that you're in alignment with your body you can start to work in harmony with it. I, so after I went off this restrictive uh, path, I was going more of free, you know, free everything. It's like the counter reaction, right? Where you just suddenly just, you blow the roof off the house (laughs) and you're you're eating pizza three meals a day and you're like, I have no rules so I can eat anything. And then you you get imbalanced in the other direction. Exactly. That's what happened. I was there once and that's why I have a pizza (laughs) tattoo on my foot. You have a pizza (laughs) tattoo? (laughs) That must have been quite a session. (laughs) I was like, I'm committed. (laughs) I'm dedicated to eating pizza three times a day. (laughs) Yeah. As a but challenge. Yeah. Pizza challenge. <laughs> yeah. Do it. And that's part of the journey, though. Pizza's delicious, though. Like, let's be honest. Like, swinging over, like, to this other side. That's part of the journey, and I recognize that. Mm. And I didn't want to get too hard on myself when I was in the thick of the other end of just, like, eating whatever I wanted. Not listening to my body cues, but just more listening to, like, the sweetness mm-hmm. <laughs> and how good it tasted mm-hmm. and coming back to equilibrium. And mm. now just trying yeah. to be more harmonious within the choices I make. I so think- when you say intuitive eating... What do you do or how do you know that the food is good for your body? Like, what are you looking for exactly? That's a great question. Yeah. I, would, I, I think that, like, you know, when you're first starting that journey, it can be really hard because we're not really taught how to be in touch with our bodies. And That's facts. Yeah. And then it's, you know, like, like Jenny's saying, the pendulum swings. And mm-hmm. in that, it's, it's even harder to trust your body because now mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, it's a free-for-all. Like, I've been living with, like, all these ideas of how I'm supposed to eat and now I don't even know, you know? So it's, I think really in that time, it's the the most important to have gentleness with yourself and trust that you will get to an equilibrium. Finding something Um, balanced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like when you, um, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but when you were, maybe when you were kids and like your parents went off on vacation, it was just like a free for all Mm -hmm. or like there's like, God forbid there's a substitute teacher in your class. Like (laughs) that no class is happening that day. There's no class at all. So it's like, that's how we are in relationship to ourselves. Like if we always like push ourselves and are really hard on ourselves, then the second we let that go, it's just like a free for all. And I've um, actually seen some research that what they call like yo-yo dieting where like you eat really, really healthy and then you eat just like garbage and then really, really healthy. That's actually harder 
yeah. on your body mm-hmm. and your metabolic system than just like always eating garbage. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy it if is. you think about it because mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also does. Yeah. From <laughs> a more like does. outside <laughs> yeah. holistic perspective. It doesn't yeah. make sense from a nutrition, yeah. like a biochemical perspective that yeah. much. Exactly. But from a like mentality and from a like mm-hmm. adaptation, mm-hmm. homeostasis mm-hmm. perspective, it's like, yeah. yeah, your body can get used to eating pizza every right. day. Right. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and oh, yeah. Spoken like someone with experience. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Though. Um, uh, all-time favorite Canadian bacon and pineapple. Oh, yeah. I've actually, ranch. I've oh, actually, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually had a pineapple pizza. Oh my Never? gosh! No, I don't think so. It's not my favorite, but yeah, no, it's good. I recommend mm. at least trying it. Like, yeah. you gotta live. I like getting like <laughs> stacked pizzas, like all the veggies. Oh. They're like, what do you want on? I'm like, all the meat, all the veggies. They're like, which veggies? I'm like, what do you have? They're all like, good. blah blah blah, like broccoli, onions, yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all those. Do you have anything else? I'm just like, put, make it like a salad yeah. pizza. Nice. Um, nice. And I noticed sometime when we were uh, hanging out that you were eating pizza and you were taking some like digestive enzymes or something like that. Oh. Did that actually really help? I've heard some some things around you can take like digestive enzymes yeah. to help you with yeah. digesting things that you might be intolerant to, you know, allergic to. My answer, <laughs> my nutrition student answer is yes. 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 But your personal answer. My personal answer is that if you're not ready, if you don't, if you're not aware, if you're not knowing what you're putting in your body, if there are other factors going around you energetically, like if you're just doing it just because it's like this surface value reason, I don't think you're going to, it's going to work. Mm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Helps me with cheese sometimes, I think. Yeah. Mm. I was definitely probably taking it for the cheese. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. But speaking of cheese, <laughs> and wine. speaking of cheese, this mm-hmm. was a great experience I had of eating a piece of pizza once. It was after that restrictive phase, or at near the end. I kind of want to name this episode like <laughs> Pizza Diaries. I think we're oh all God. so repressed about pizza. No, that, and I'm was. hungry too, and like I was repressed. I'm like I might have to go get some gluten free pizza. I was repressed, after this. and Crap. I went to I forgot where I, oh, I was living in Northeast. And I went to the pizza place. I can't remember the details. All that matters is I got a piece of pizza. And then I ate it, and I hadn't had cheese for, like, a year. And I love cheese. I grew up writing I love cheese on my assignments at school. Like, <laughs> my name is Jenny, and I, I love cheese. cheese. Like, <laughs> I, can, I can resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah, I also consider myself a cheese person. See, you feel me. And yeah. so I ate yeah. that piece of pizza, and I legit felt euphoric, like, high. Yeah. After this it, like, operates on the same part of your it brain. It does. As and I was like, right? those uh, Casio morphines yeah. that have uh, a similar yes. uh, act mm-hmm. to opiates mm-hmm. because... The mother cow, like, mm. she gives milk to her young and it, like, there's, like, right. chemicals in it that make the young feel good and also mm. get kind of, like, um, yeah. addicted to yeah. it, actually, in, like, a subtle way. It's right. not like, you know, they're not, like, fiending <laughs> for milk or anything. Right. Right. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not a cow. So. <laughs> I was a calf. <laughs> was the mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Cats love cheese. Cat Discuss. Cheese? Yeah, my cat loves cheese. <laughs> huh. It doesn't seem like that would make any sense. Like, he Dairy. doesn't like a lot well, of other like, foods. Like, cats like drink crazy. milk, you know? Yeah. Or is that a myth? I know. I, I, I used to give milk to stray cats, and then, I don't know. <laughs> and then we all died. Some, some, <laughs> people, some people are going to be triggered and are going to send <laughs> yeah. me messages like, how dare you feed dairy to your cat? Like, yeah. they're all, uh, you know, yeah. glu- um, what's it called? Lactose intolerant yeah. and everything. And I'm like, yeah. but he likes their it. Own decision. He lives yeah. his own life. It goes back you know? to that, you know, yeah. self-trust, mm-hmm. self-love. 
Yeah. You know, body positivity mm. and health at every size. <laughs> yeah, I had a. Cats at every size. I had cats a. Cats at every size. Cats at every size. Aww, cats at every size. Yeah. But if that they're too Instagram. big, maybe they should get some exercise. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that if that's a comment on the health at every size movement. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I uh, had a naturopathic physician on the last last episode um dr corn he he talked actually a good amount about that um Mm. health at every size and Mm. what that means Mm -hmm. um and i think it's an important idea because as i briefly mentioned i'm not gonna get too deep into it but like people are different constitutional types so like what's like a healthy body type for somebody isn't for like another so it's hard to say like this is Mm -hmm. it's more about like being healthy than like there's so much of a focus on like looking good and looking good is only usually a side effect of actually being healthy and sometimes you can look great and just be like dead inside so that's not really (laughs) i mean look at hollywood no offense to anyone in hollywood but you know all that fame and everything Mm -hmm. you know destroys people absolutely it does yeah that's why i love lizzo i love lizzo who's that who's who's that yeah who's lizzo oh you don't know no i don't know should i know are you serious i am serious lizzo I no. feel like we should end this podcast <laughs> with just like breaking it down as a Lizzo. Is that uh, it's a musician? She's a musician and she has just come into this space of body positivity. But oh. in a way that's been really, really um, enlightening and like at a deeper level mm. of not just, I don't know, like she just really pushes um, just like the standards and the expectations around how, especially a woman of color is supposed to look and mm-hmm. supposed to act. Mm. And yeah, just like she is all up on loving all of herself and like every, every single little jiggle and roll and yeah. everything about her body. That's just like her whole life has been told that it's should be shameful or mm-hmm. should be uh, silenced or should be kind of, you know, hidden um, she just lets it all yeah. hang out and with yeah. lots of pride and yeah. And yeah. there's there's this argument that like society does it, but actually like we all do it because we are society. Exactly. Right. When we like play into those notions. Oh yeah. And there's also like there's also biological factors too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all like you know all the evolution and all that aspect of totally. it too that drives us to you know want to be. Uh, as good looking as possible and it's natural and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. um but yeah. i think being healthy is like the key goal and especially like healthy in the mind and the spirit right. especially yeah. i mean if you feel unwell but you look at on the outside like yeah you're not really and people are saying like great right. to you but you feel like you know yeah empty then... yeah right you're just like a hollow loaf of bread yeah like so a hollow that. like a hollow like stale pizza part is the best part. <laughs> like a pizza roll that just has been <laughs> yeah, out for exactly. too long exactly <laughs> uh, i i remember hearing a interview with her and this is when you said we're society to like how we play into the you know creating this environment um the interviewer asked her so Lizzo like aren't you aren't you happy you get to be unapologetically yourself and her her response was essentially what did I need to apologize for yeah. Like you, you want me not to like myself? Right. No. Right, right. Yeah. Right. She's like, well, why would I have to be unapologetic? That's inferring that I had to apologize for something. Right. And when I heard that, I was like, damn, this goes so deep. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, people's rhetoric around just speaking mm. was the question at first glance seemed very innocent. Mm-hmm. But really, there's layers mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. So I wanted to know what you guys... 
have learned about all the different types of fasting. Mm -hmm. And I've been experimenting with that for a while. And I know there's some pretty good research out there. Uh, yeah. Fasting, like long-term water fasts, mm -hmm. are uh, have been used for like cancer treatments even, yeah. all sorts of autoimmune conditions. And then in intermittent fasting, which is kind of like a pretty big fad, and for good reason too, mm -hmm. I think. It's um, something that I've been experimenting with and noticing a lot of benefit yeah. from. And specifically what I noticed from it is that if I do like intermittent fasting, like maybe I eat like one meal a day or something and it's bigger, uh, there's way more leeway for what I can eat and still feel great. Mm. Like if I'm, so normally um, wheat definitely affects me poorly, like especially my like digestion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get like super constipated and stuff. It's yeah. like, it's like mm -hmm. clockwork. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else it does and I don't, I'm not like overtly, I don't have celiac disease or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed that when I was doing intermittent fasting when I would eat that really big meal and I could have bread and stuff and I was fine like mm -hmm. it didn't actually my it's almost like because my digestive system had time to like recover yeah, and yeah. like relax like that's when exactly. you threw weed in there it was like eh, it's fine no that's yeah. exactly we, what we're I good we're say. ready for it yeah there I forget the term for it but like when you stop eating there's this little like vacuum like that goes do you remember mm -hmm. that term oh. migrating motor complex so yeah. I it, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that gets to go and, like, clean it up in there. Mm -hmm. and yeah, like... it, it happens every four hours, mm -hmm. um, but only when you're in a fasted state. Mm -hmm. Right. But what's interesting yeah. is that we have this idea that we need to eat, like, every couple hours. Yeah. And there's this whole movement away from, like, the small meals throughout the day. It's like, yeah, maybe it's good for, like, losing weight or something, right. but is it good for your, like, digestive health? Mm -hmm. Right. Probably not. We're not exactly grazing animals no, and to be just like eating all day kind of thing. We're also digesting so much of other aspects of life. And that's why mm, I think intermittent fasting true. works so well right now because we're digesting so highly... other aspects of life. It's true. Like, mm. I think that's why fasting is working so well mm. right now in this time because we're hit with so much, you know, EMFs, uh, the list goes on. I'll just leave it there. Like, mm -hmm. so much is taxing our nervous system. So I think that's why, like, fasting feels so good. Because you're like, well, I have a break. Like, I, my body's not doing something or having to deal with something yeah. or digest something. Mm -hmm. There's a deep history of it, too, being used as a kind of uh, really a spiritual practice, fasting for mm -hmm. prolonged periods of time. And I can definitely say that that's true. Like, especially in the first, like, 24 mm -hmm. to, like, 48 hours. Like... You yeah. get into all sorts of, like, different states of consciousness, like, almost like you're tripping out right. in some cases, and in a mild way. Right. And, like, your mood is just really good. That's how I feel from fasting. Mm -hmm. I know other people, they have different metabolic systems, so they just feel like crap if they don't eat every couple hours. Yeah. But I'm not that type. Yeah. <laughs> so I benefit from I will fasting. also say, just kind of piggybacking off of that, it does, I, I do think that intermittent fasting generally is better, is more tolerated by men. Mm -hmm. than women yeah. just thinking of our hmm. internal cycles and like men are more on these like 24 hour cycles where women are on these 28 day cycles so mm -hmm. if you're just going to be like intermittent intermittent fasting like every or you know not, not every day but maybe as a woman if you're not thinking about where you're at in your like menstrual cycle mm -hmm. and what's going on hormonally then it might it might actually throw it off like really yeah. like ha yeah. wreak havoc mm. on your body does that have something to do with the fact that um like fat storage and all that is related to estrogen and that there's kind of like a strong link between uh, yeah. those things and 
I'm assuming that there's also like a link with just the metabolic processes. Definitely, and like thyroid health compa- uh, mm. in relation to the hormones and to fat. Um, I definitely, yeah. So there's a lot of different yeah. kinds of in- intermittent fasting, which yeah. I always like to bring up because mm-hmm. uh, people talk about it as if it's like one thing, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not. Like the basic principle is that you're just like restricting your food intake in some right. kind of way, mm-hmm. in a regular way. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's like, you know, don't eat for like, 16 hours and then eat all of your day's calories in eight hours Mm -hmm. then there's like intermittent fasting where you're like actually still doing a calorie deficit so like you'll eat only in a short window but you'll actually eat less than your total calories Mm -hmm. which is interesting there's a lot of research showing that just like a minor calorie deficit of like 500 calories or something like that Mm -hmm. extends life like significantly oh really that like a slight calorie deficit not like forever because eventually <laughs> you'll just like waste down, but like right. regular periods. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and that's what happened to me. <laughs> and then I became a vampire. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also like the every other day intermittent fasting where yeah. like one day you just don't eat anything. The next right. day you eat normally. Yeah. So there's a million ways and they're really trying to figure out which way is the best. And that's wrong. Right. And that's exactly wrong because right. I'll never find that <laughs> because it's, it like the question that. is like, like no. which yeah. way is best for that person? Exactly. Right. At that time in their life, mm-hmm. this right. particular season. Yeah. 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 But our, our bodies are made to adapt. So like yeah. pretty and much any kind of intermittent fasting, most people can tolerate it unless they have like serious medical conditions. Right. Totally. Then definitely they need to consult with their physician yeah. about yeah. it. Because sure. there's the main thing with fasting, the main danger of it, especially like really prolonged fasting. I'm talking about like a month water fast, oh, yeah. which people conser- people think you'll die if you don't eat food for a week, but that's just not true at yeah. all. Um, the main thing is like electrolyte imbalances. Mm-hmm. So they have actually like retreat centers where they'll have uh, physicians there that people oh, yeah, come there yeah. and they'll do a water fast and they'll be like constantly doing blood work and right. tracking everything, making sure they're okay, making sure they're not just like randomly passing out mm-hmm. from hypoglycemia. Mm-hmm. Um so it's definitely a, a big thing, and it's funny because it's actually nothing. Right. It's the absence like of just, less. like, eating. It's like, just don't just do not do that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like meditation. Just, like, don't stress. Just, like, <laughs> sit and chill. Yeah. So the best things are taking away things. Yeah. And I will say, um, just, just since we were talking about food relationships, I just feel like I need to say this. As far as, you know, really being aware of your own food story when you're thinking about something like fasting. Because mm-hmm. I know as someone who has a history of disordered eating, like restricting in that way and going mm. that long without food is actually really triggering for me. Mm. And like mm-hmm. can just kind of make me relive certain like neural pathways in my in my body that I like I'm not one to promote intermittent fasting for me personally and Mm. just like being really aware of that because even if it's more subconscious like people have a lot of energetic and emotional weight to like tied to their food Mm. choices Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a that's a really good point thank you for bringing that up actually because that's something that we we talk about a lot in like the naturopathic profession because we we do focus a lot about like diets Mm -hmm. and that you should be very aware of if anybody has like a history of that because that thing can like you said it could be very uh, triggering could bring them back into like an unhealthy kind of relationship to food Definitely. and you don't really want that you know just because the research says like oh it might be helpful right some people just it's not helpful for them yeah it could be actually disastrous for them yeah, yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways I feel like too just I mean that's a huge part of why we created this business to back to broth is because we are really passionate about food relationships and mm-hmm. just having people become more aware of what that actually means Mm -hmm. Um, because it's something 
you know, a lot, if you ask someone who's not and in the NUNM community, <laughs> in that bubble. Nunum, shout out. Yeah, Nunum. <laughs> if they're not in the Nunum bubble, then yeah. you say, what's your, like, relationship with food? And then... Most people don't be like, what are you, it. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, I, I like relationship it. With I food? eat it. I'm yeah. not related to my food. Why are you being weird? <laughs> yeah. Why are you being weird? <laughs> I have <Yes>. a wife. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but, uh, Jesus. But, you know, it's, it's a very spiritual thing. Mm. And to me, my relationship with food was one of my first pillars of how I started to deepen my spiritual journey. Because I yeah yeah because yeah. I really saw like what I was doing to my body and I also just saw like the underlying core motivations as to why I was restricting myself. I just didn't think I was worthy of like enjoying the food because it I you know yeah. and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it's just really really deep honestly and like I think talking about like food relationships. And bringing that forward in a way that people can start to just in, enjoy food. I think a lot of people, like, forget that you can enjoy food. And, like, enjoy life in general. Yeah, honestly, like, you don't but... have to be so restricted all the time. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something that, I, that, during the program, like, that was what I really came away with. It was food relationships and how important they are. And just to really spread that message. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Any tips for people who are trying to change the way they eat to eat a little bit healthier and kind of overcoming that uphill battle? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely like a, a broad question as far as like, because what we've been coming back to is everyone's, everyone's mm-hmm. constitution mm-hmm. is different. Um, Let's say somebody who doesn't eat a great diet but understands like what a healthier diet would be, but every time they try to do it, they just kind of like relapse back into donuts and pizza and then they feel like crap and then they get into this like cycle I think that like a big part of like people know what they need to do it's it's just it's really a lot of it does come back to the food relationship so I think really exploring that and going back to like I love asking people what their food story is and Mm. just to think about your food story starting with childhood like what did food mean to you what was Mm. it like in your family Mm -hmm. um you know what what kind of beliefs and messages did you receive growing up Mm -hmm. as a teenager and really like big picture thinking about like what it's been like throughout your life and diving into that because so many of the blocks Mm -hmm. that we're experiencing around what it means to like be have a healthy um, diet or relationship with food whatever you want to call it I think so much of that goes back to um, yeah our our relationship and how Um, what food means to us really and then you see the patterns that that you're in um, yeah I think if we eventually want to do coaching with back to broth and Mm. I'm hearing you talk about that I feel like as a way if someone were to come to us and have that um, question I would say what's your food story I I would open it up with that like let's talk about your food story first like let's get to the foundation of where you are now obviously it's not that you just want to lose 10 pounds. Right. Mm. It's not just like take, oh, you need to take this supplement. You need to like eat this one food. Like it's never that simple. Yeah. And also, like I said, people know like you need, you know, need more fruits and vegetables, more colorful plates, like less processed foods. Like mm-hmm. these are all things that are, yeah. we yeah. know this. And there's a, there's a thing at the heart of it too that 
that I, I actually think is the most important thing mm-hmm. is if that person is just happy with their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're not like happy, like why would you even want to be yeah. healthy? Like, right. Yeah. Usually there's just not enough energy and there's so much apathy. Exactly. That even if they know all oh, this is better, it's just like an abstract notion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you are like satisfied and fulfilled with your life, yeah. then like right. you want to be healthy because you want to be able to do right. more. You want to be able to help more people, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. But if you feel like you're just trying to end your visit here a little bit shorter, <laughs> right. subconsciously, yeah, exactly. which subconsciously, is a real thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like slow mm-hmm. self-destruction is a real thing, yeah. especially with like drugs and alcohol yeah, and like absolutely. eating, you know, crappy diets yeah, and like yeah. smoking cigarettes. It's a subtle way of right. committing suicide over a right. long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it, that's part of the stimulation of it. Right. And Good food can like of. numb us out and be just be super pleasurable and mm-hmm. that's not necessarily wrong that it's pleasurable mm-hmm. either, you know? And yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, when you said that, um, Bogdan reminded me of the blue zone diets and mm-hmm. why we do push community so much as part of a part of back to broth, why we do broth ceremonies, why we go out and be out with the people as much as possible because in the blue zone diets, they did the study on the centurions who lived all across different portions of the globe. Mm-hmm. And they all had different diets. Most of them were uh, based on their region and uh, seasonal. So they were kind of going with the ry- rhythms of their region and the earth there. Um, the one thing that was the same over the cross of why they lived to 100 was that they all felt like they had a reason to wake up every day. Mm-hmm. And part of that was community. You have mm-hmm. people, you, you have somebody to live for. You have something to live, you have something to wake up for. And that's why I think why we do broth ceremonies is so special is because mm-hmm. it's adding in that piece to why someone comes into a dietitian or a nutritionist and like, I want to lose 10 pounds. And in some cases, maybe majority of them, you could maybe say to them like, you need community. Right. Mm-hmm. Or why? Or why? Why do you want to lose why? 10 pounds? Because right. I want to yeah. look better. Why do you want to look exactly. better? Because blah, blah. Why do you want to that? Yeah. But, and it just keeps going and deeper then, and mm-hmm, deeper and mm-hmm. deeper mm-hmm. until it's like, I don't feel worthy about myself. Yep, and right. I don't feel okay. I don't feel like yeah. people will like me like if I'm, I'm at this weight. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's actually the issue. Right. Not your weight. Like your weight is like, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> all fixes itself mm-hmm. down the line. That's like, from like this deep kind of held belief. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When I went through the program, um, and you know, we learned about that pretty early on (laughs) and I just had a moment of like, oh, that's what it is. It's not about the food. Although obviously, you know, I still went through the program and graduated and got my degree. Um, just realizing that this is just a bridge to help people. Food is a bridge to help people to spiritually evolve or self evolve, Mm. however you want to say it. It's such an important part of community because a lot of cultures, they, get their identity a lot from like the foods that they eat, the traditional cuisines, mm-hmm. the way they prepare food, right. the way they serve it. That's like yeah. a big, big part of life. I mean, if you're eating three meals a day, like you're spending hours every right. day <laughs> cooking and yeah. eating it and like to have a negative relationship, like you're just adding like five hours of anxiety into right. every day Absolutely. for no reason. And food is an act of love. Yeah. You know, it really mm-hmm. is. So. so. Sometimes you gotta eat some pizza, you know. Exactly, <laughs> or all the time. All With some veggies on. <laughs> every day. <laughs> With yeah. some veggies and bone broth. Exactly. <laughs> and pizza digestive and bone enzymes. Broth. That's that's my diet: pizza and brown broth. Honestly, <laughs> I love it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, what time are you guys uh, need um, to head out? At like seven? Oh yeah, we have about twenty more minutes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. let's yeah let's keep diving into it. Yeah, let's do this. So um. 
let's branch out. What has been on your mind, like, spiritually lately? Mm. <laughs> um, let's get deep. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Go, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> the, rapid, the rapid ascension of human consciousness and where we're at mm-hmm. in the evolution of just time on Earth, like, this 2020, this time right now, yeah. the rapid growth of, yeah, just elevating and rewiring our DNA on a collective level. Mm. What do you think we're moving towards? Like, what is this? A new earth. A new earth. (laughs) The same earth that that has been here Mm -hmm. all along. Mm -hmm. And not to, like, say that's the wrong wording. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Just to... Because one thing I really really resonate with, and I... Is this... In the spiritual community, we're all about, like ascending or evolving or like let's get to like this higher plane and really I think a lot of it and this is actually coming back this relates back, back to broth bring it back to broth <laughs> bring it back to broth is um <laughs> for me my experience is it's more of a remembrance mm. of going back to the basics mm. back to the broth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because I think sometimes when we logically as a human think about becoming better it's like from here to there point a to b so it's outside of yourself. It's like farther. You have to go reach it. It's a journey, which it is a journey. Also, like it's always innately been within you, mm-hmm. too. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's I think it's a balance of this like ascending to a higher consciousness while also preserving the ancient yeah. like ways that the earth has always been destined to be. That's why we sip slow. Yeah, <laughs> we mm. remember. <laughs> so do you guys believe in like the? the civilizations that were very advanced that are spoken of like Atlantis and things like oh, that. Like, Do you think that there was humans at some time that well, like yeah. really had their shit figured out? Jenny and I are Lumerians. <laughs> Lumerians and Lumerian, yeah. Lumerians, Pleiadians. Yeah. The Lemurs. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not from Earth. Mm. Originally. Um, definitely from the stars. Okay. Yeah. And I just feel That's that. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Starseed. Starseed. Um, and I also think it might be my last lifetime. Oh. hoping. All right, so you're going <laughs> to I just feel sense. like I've done this rigmarole yeah. thousands of times, and I'm just to a that. point where I'm like, that. all right, humans, I'm here for one last shot. I'm going to do what I got to do, leave my legacy, help mm-hmm. you, you like remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Peace out. That's very Buddhist of you. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Releasing yourself from the bonds of samsara. Yeah, yep, yeah. That's like super liberating, though, you know, just like this is my last time here. Like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, just to talk about astrology real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually going to ask you if you're into astrology. Oh. I, I've seen some <laughs> some of your posts where oh, you're talking yeah. about astrology. I'm always talking about astrology. All right. Yeah. Um, Jenny What's and I both right have now? Capricorn moons mm-hmm. and North Node Capricorn. Mm-hmm. I just found out mine's at zero degrees, which is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, just... When you said legacy, that really made me think about it. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, I think that that's a big part of why we've been able to be in this, like, truly heart-based business mm-hmm. together of, like, okay, we have a vision and we're here to make it happen yeah. in this, like, physical realm. Yeah. And that's so Capricorn of yeah. us. Very mission-based. Like, I've always felt like I'm on a mission. Yeah. It's honestly kind of tiring. Yeah, it's and it's exhausting. it's exhausting because I feel like I have a duty to do even when I feel like apathy towards humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm just like nobody gets it. Like love is love is the core. Like if anyone is 
if there's any sort of conflict, it's either because love wasn't inserted or a lack of mm. love. And so when I just, you know, being around humanity in such a very poignant time of growth, it can be very jarring. Yeah. Like, there's so much going on. And I honestly, when Trump got elected, that was really spiritual for me <laughs> because so many people were just so outwardly angry, yeah. pointing fingers or whatever, you know, and, and, right. and that energy is good in certain moments and is a tool. I, in that moment, felt like my energy needed, the pointing fingers needed to be pointed back at myself. Yeah. Mm. And yes. I could say Trump, he's like Trump XYZ, he's the worst. Like, or I could say, how can I help better myself today? Because mm. then, if within my micro world, I can create ripples that mm. then help to mm-hmm. elevate others. Mm. I think that's a big part of the spiritual journey is like not like projecting your power externally mm-hmm. and like not like expecting someone to like come in and fix your life or fix your country, mm-hmm. but like turn back inside and think like, what can I do mm-hmm. differently? Because right. mm-hmm. that's the only thing that'll make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the reason it's easy to, you know, point the fingers and, and blame people, but that's the whole idea of like shadow work is that like mm-hmm. you're right. literally just talking to yourself when you like criticize someone Absolutely. else. Right. Yeah. But most people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty actually painful to realize like repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I had this moment when I lived in LA. Um, I was in a really toxic relationship, and I just realized one day while talking to that person um, that I was replaying a story, a narrative that my father had done in relationships, and I was like re- stepping into that role within that storyline that my father did. And I was just like, oh my God. I am the director of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I can step out of this. Like, I don't have to keep this loop continuing, like, in a circle. I can stop that now. And that's when you go from victim to being in control of your life. Mm. And for people to realize that they have been playing the victim is the hardest part. Because it's like, that's when your ego's like, oh, God. That ego death. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's like, your ego's like, oh, I was wrong this whole time. Because the, the victim mentality is, like, a kind of identity actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is like everything is like happening to me and yeah. like the reason that things aren't good is because of this that and this and like right. you don't have there's some truth to it mm-hmm. there's like right. a seed of truth in it and that's why that's why it's such an alluring like good like psychic self-defense mechanism yeah. mm-hmm. but it's very disempowering because right. If you think that all of, like, how you feel and how you live is based on your environment, that means your environment, like, what that is is how you'll be. So that mm-hmm. means that you have no control over your life right. and that you can't change things that are wrong or anything right. like that. But if you kind of – that's, like, actually part of my spiritual practice is whenever I find myself, like, mentally complaining, I just, like, take take that back into myself mm-hmm. and think about, like – the fact that everything that's happening, I chose in some sense, mm-hmm. or at least I chose not to like mm-hmm. go against it or yeah. leave that situation. Oh my gosh, and the yeah. second I think that, I just instantly feel a lot better because right. I'm like, oh, yeah. if it's my fault, that means I can also change it. Right. But if it's not my fault, that means I can't exactly. change it. Right. Or like, what's the lesson here? You know, that's yeah. something that really helps me when I'm in a situation that's just like, does that I can get, I don't know, just having a hard time actually um, just like being in my power, mm. I can just really come back to like, what is the lesson? Like, mm-hmm. what am I, what am I being asked to do? And it's usually to actually rise up and like face yeah. things and yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. A game changer thought for me was kind of related to what you were saying just now about uh, for a long time I always would always would say I didn't ask to be born right I used to say that too I was like nobody chose this and I'm like, <laughs> like I didn't ask to be born wait I chose oh all this. yeah like that's yeah. like a fundamentally like destructive mentality because you're like I don't want to be here <laughs> right it's like where are you gonna be <laughs> right and like, then I was like oh I did I did ask <laughs> to be born like I chose this my soul chose this path like yeah. mm. I wouldn't have at, like found I actually was thinking about this yesterday about like when my parents were gonna go back there when my parents were like conceiving I was seeing like my spirit in that moment scanning the globe to the different opportunities to like be born and like seeing all the different variables with like the families Mm. who were like about to conceive a child and I just felt like they're like pings on the earth and I was like my little soul was like, okay, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? And then, like, as far as, like, calculating what life would, like, bring out the best in myself, mm-hmm. that's those parents. So I did choose it. Yeah, you just mm. went there. That's That was awesome. <laughs> I that's deep. definitely feel, yeah, that's part of the soul contract, mm-hmm. though, and it's just, mm. like, the, the lesson that our soul needs to yeah. evolve, it's, like, we will choose the family to be born into oh yeah we feel that you and I both feel like we're like the black sheep in ways in our family but that's for good reason yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that's a really that's a really beneficial way to to look at things Mm -hmm. um my spiritual beliefs have changed over over time a lot um now I mostly just focus on trying to live this life as good as possible Mm because at one point I kind of just figured like I really don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know, like, what's going to happen after I die. Like, I had a lot of ideas that I was sure of. But at this point, that there's also some benefit, too, to just the preciousness of this life. Yeah. Like, yeah. y'all said that you view this life as, like, your last life. And, like, in my view, it is. Because, like, <laughs> even if there is some kind of, like, reincarnation, you will not, like... One, probably remember yeah. your past life, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Two, I guess, you know, maybe you don't continue on in the same kind of way. Right. Like, you could be a rock. Like, you become, like, more like a spirit or you <laughs> yeah. become a rock. You could be, or the wind. Mm. Mm. You could become... <laughs> I want to be the wind. <laughs> I'm manifesting to become, to become the wind in yes. some nice warm place with some. Yeah, <laughs> nice. It is really hard for the human brain to kind of like grasp onto these concepts too. And that I think for me being very logically minded growing up, like it was really hard for me to like be okay with thinking like there is other lifetimes. Because I kept like resonating with other things that were not of my life. Mm. and wondering why they felt so good like the 1930s or I'd listen to Ray Charles and be like he I, his voice like I think I might have bit him like, <laughs> <laughs> or been around him like yeah. his voice something inside just like activates something mm. within my cells so when stuff like that was happening I was like there's more going on here yeah um I also did a past life regression mm. session before and like what did you experience yeah. in that um well I Basically, they have this technique called quantum healing hypnosis, mm-hmm. and uh, you you get guided by someone. And I basically went to this life where I was a Native American male, and I lost my family in a fire, and 
basically your higher self takes you through a past life and you get to ask your higher self questions after you go through this life. And my lesson from that life, which why I think my higher self showed it to me was that it related to themes in my life now, which was that I can't save everybody. And another message was that um, my intuition, always follow your intuition. And like the story that I went through in this lifetime resonated so deeply and I think that's where those like un- those themes can like transcend your lifetimes right. if mm. you need to keep working on them right mm. um I know this one had a recent past life experience yeah it was pretty eye-opening and earth-shattering um just the other day uh yeah. <laughs> just really feeling like the I was just shown um, some painful truths, but things that I have really carried with me on a deep, um, energetic level, especially around, uh, just like womb trauma and, um, around just this like weight that I carry or specifically for, um, uh, the women not being able to be in their power and women um and I really have carried that with me and feel like I kind of like hold on to um just like the pain of all women being persecuted for uh speaking their truth um or for being powerful and yeah I was I was shown kind of this source Mm. of that um in a sense and yeah it's powerful stuff. It's mm. very powerful stuff. And, and just to also bring it back to astrology, because I love to do that. It's like we're in this time right now. It's Pisces season, the last sign of the zodiac. Like we're being asked to close out cycles and um, really being asked, like the work may have is, the work is being done across many lifetimes. The work's being done, you know. In a minute. In a minute. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> And, yeah, we're just being asked to close out cycles right now and, like, really being reborn with the spring. And mm-hmm. also just 2020, like, there's so much happening. Um, uh, astrologers have been predicting, like, collapse and yeah. rebirth. Some of these planetary mm. alignments haven't happened for hundreds of years. Yeah. So they're about to happen mm. again and shift in places. Right. Well, that makes sense from, like, a seasonal pers- uh, perspective, too, because... I've always noticed that around springtime, it's like always new energy and a lot before Mm -hmm. springtime, like right now, like the, through February and like the beginning of March, it's like mental Mm -hmm. spring cleaning. So I've actually noticed in a lot of people, like very dark stuff coming up, but it's like, you have to like get all that out so that you can like start fresh because now's the time to like kind of, um, spring forth. Literally. Bring forth. Yeah. Yes. Do your do your thing. A lot of new yeah. stuff comes and, in the next few months. And Saturn. New things. Saturn enters Aquarius, like right Ooh. around the And that's the age we're in, right? Yeah, we're in the age of Aquarius. Saturn is the planet that rules limitations and responsibility and structure and politics. Saturn's a scary sign. A scary planet, actually. It could be if you're not honoring yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which like a lot the, of us aren't. It's like the face your shit planet yeah, that, like, I call just Saturn shit goes wrong. The strict daddy of the Zodiac. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> that's like my quote from this podcast. <laughs> like, this is purely factual statements. <laughs> um, yeah, so strict daddy Aquarius yes. uh, Saturn and entering Aquarius which is mm. the, the sign of humanity and mm. of rebelling going against the grain and not being put into a box and oh my gosh. yeah mm. so it's and what I want to say really and I feel like this might be a good place to 
wrap it and, mm-hmm. in a nice little bow is that creating a business during this time <laughs> is the craziest thing I think anyone could do, but it's the most necessary thing when we're trying to create new paradigms, especially with business. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like for, I know for Chelsea and I, like all that's happening in the, the sky with the cosmic energy and then trying to like ground in that energy mm-hmm. and like be in our bodies to fully create a business mm-hmm. has been the hardest thing ever. And I think honestly, like creating a business is hard on its own with mm-hmm. this accelerated energy that's happening right now and these planetary shifts that are happening every so a few hundred years. We're really like, we're, this is not by accident. No. Like even you doing this, your business, like your products right now and stuff like this is, we're utilizing this powerful, potent energy because we're launching ourselves off to be in this new paradigm of mm-hmm. operating. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. It's, just it's so, so important to understand like the seasonal cycles because <laughs> oh if, if you mm-hmm. don't, you're going to be just like fighting uphill and you might like mm-hmm. succeed. But like, man, I was grinding so hard this winter and whew, oh, did mm-hmm. I feel the pain of that? Mm-hmm. I had, had like a revelation <laughs> and I was like, I can't, this mm-hmm. is not the time. The revelation was, I can't. I can't. I I cannot. I can't. But I did. But I did. (laughs) But I shouldn't have. (laughs) I cannot, but I did. But I shouldn't have. That's my mantra. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, so for me, the spring is definitely a time where I've always noticed that like, even if things are already like established, like in a business, now is the time to like Mm -hmm. new avenues. Mm -hmm. And I think the energy is very like, conducive to yeah, that and yes. then summer is more like nurturing and then fall you like end of summer fall you start harvesting and then winter right. is when you reflect on the whole year but like mm-hmm. it, if you're a business owner you're just grinding all year long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. non-stop and in fact you could be ramping up in the dead of the winter and it's like yeah, yeah. Whew, good <laughs> luck adrenals yeah. Yeah. peace right. peace out peace. adrenals peace right. out <laughs> sanity yeah. So that's what adaptogens are for. Exactly. Adaptogenic exactly. Herbs. <laughs> Um But yeah, we're having a lot of exciting things come up. And like, I think that's why part of the reason we're, we, we, our soul chose to do this at this mm-hmm. time was that, that it's just such supportive energy for people who want to change the game. Yeah. And especially mm. if you can keep yourself anchored, yeah. like, in your body and just, like, being as balanced, as aligned as you can. Um, we just got into a pitch competition um, in, hopefully, I mean, for so long, we were just, like, we hope, we wish somebody would invest in us. Mm-hmm. And things are starting to bloom and, like, yeah. sprout in that direction. And we're just, like, oh, my gosh. This business <laughs> is showing us, like, how powerful we uh, we actually are as manifestors. Yeah. And it's, like, we are creating this and we are calling things in. And right. it's, it's yeah. happening. Like, we are at a music festival. And I told Chelsea, I was, like, I just want a cookie. <laughs> Next, like, minute someone comes up and is, like, do you guys want some cookies? And just, like, handed us free cookies. And we manifested with- so many cookies at yeah. that festival. <laughs> we were expert cookie manifestors. Yeah. <laughs> Were they so. magical cookies? They're so good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's, I think there's like 50-50 with like manifestation mm-hmm. and just like consistent effort. I feel like right. you need, you need both. You need like and if you're missing action, either, Yeah. If you're missing follow, either, you can't really, up. Yeah. can't really be successful. Right. It's yeah. always going to feel like you're fighting uphill. Totally. So, I, yeah. I think that it's more of the like being in alignment with our own like personal 
work and mm-hmm. what we've been doing. Like we've both been working so hard on a personal level mm-hmm. and really our success in our business I feel like reflects that. Even going yeah. back to like we've been doing work when it comes to our money stories and our relationship with money. And, um, re- obviously that's linked to our business cause, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. if it isn't, I don't know. <laughs> right. That'd be rough. Like, right. <laughs> like, the money will come. Right. You're just like $10,000 in debt. <laughs> it's going to be fine eventually. Don't worry right. about it. Yeah. But that's, that's been real for us. And yeah. I, I'm really feeling things kind of coming together in new ways with this, mm. with, with the emergence of spring and the hopefulness and, yeah. um, the rapid ascension. Yeah. So, right. What's yeah. going on? So yeah. you guys are awesome. One, Thanks. and two. How can people find Back to Broth? What is your website? Yeah. What's your Instagram? Okay, so our website is backtobroth.co. Just co. Interesting. Because we're cool like that. Co. You co like that. <laughs> yeah, we co. We co. We keep it co. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good one. And then our Instagram <laughs> is Back to Broth, and then. I mean, that's basically yeah, it, right? Oh, on Facebook. Sometimes, but, but also on Instagram. That's where we are yeah. most engaged. Yeah. Um, we have some really exciting things coming up. So just, if you're listening and you're interested, keep tabs on us yeah. um, with the broth ceremonies mm-hmm. and farmer's markets. We just got into the PSU farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and when is that? When are, like, your so next? in April. In mm-hmm. April? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then also music festivals this summer. We're hoping to just Ooh. kind of tour around and bring our broth to different festivals. Ooh. Yes. So. That sounds fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. For yeah. Thank, thank you for so thank you for coming on the show. It's my first podcast. Oh my god. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. You did excellent. Hi, mom. I'm coming to you right now. Actually, uh, <laughs> how? Y- y'all both did sagely on this one. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I'm gonna end it off on. Now's the time for some good energy, you know, yes. the spring. And um, if you haven't reflected yet on like everything that's happened, like. Yeah. Do that like immediately, exactly. or else like it's gonna be rough. Yeah, yeah. because it's gonna yeah. force its way through. Like all that liver energy oh and crap. God. Like if you don't deal with it, yeah, it's done though for and you. Sip slow. Sip slow. Sip slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>